Listener Production. A volatile day for the Aussie share market as mining and energy stocks head lower. And what did the Reserve Bank's latest minutes say about interest rates? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Tuesday the 20th of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura. Good afternoon. Well, look, we went on a nice little three-day winning streak, and of course, that looks like it's going to come to an end today. Yeah, at the moment, down by about a fifth of 1% or 14 points. But it's been quite a choppy session, as you alluded to at the beginning there. There's been a lot going on that could move markets, including, you know, the RBA was out with its latest meeting minutes. We had a slew of corporate earnings coming out today, then news out of China as well, which all moved markets in sort of different ways. But we have been down for the majority of the session, and it does look like we are going to snap that three-day winning streak. Absolutely. And the US market last night was shut, of course, for Mm. Washington's birthday, which means they're not giving us an indication of what we were going to do here locally, which is generally the case. European markets were a little mixed and a bit quieter as well. But you're right, when it comes to the Reserve Bank minutes, that was one of the first things that seemed to impact our market today at about 11.30am Sydney time, so roughly an hour and a half into the trading session. And one of the things that suggested is that they haven't ruled out additional rate hikes Mm. And in fact, we're considering raising interest rates a bit earlier this month before deciding against it. So that was one reason why in about 20, 30 minutes after that decision, we had markets pulling back a little. Yeah, this certainly isn't anything too new. We did hear these sorts of hawkish comments out of the RBA when they did meet at the beginning of this month. But I guess the key takeaway is that it wasn't just a certain decision that they weren't going to hike rates. They actually did consider hiking by 25 basis points, which is something to note and that they won't you know, hesitate to hike in the future. So there's still no talk about rate cuts, which is what we're all sort of waiting for. They're maintaining that hawkish stance. It hasn't really changed the market's expectations of rate cuts at the moment. I mean, most economists are kind of expecting a cut later on this year at some stage. It varies a little who you speak to, but CBA reckons around September might be the first cut. Then not too long after that, we had around 12.15 to 12.30, the Aussie share market actually jumping back up quite aggressively. And that seemed to coincide with a surprise rate cut in China, which was a bit larger than what was expected, the first since June last year as well. And that's in a bid to help its ailing a property market. So that was one of the reasons why the market did its best work over that period in response. It was up around a tenth of a percent at its best. But then it did fall back down mm. from those levels yep. once again. So choppy session to say the least. Very much so. So quite a heavy decline following that. And As far as sectors go, there were a couple that really did most of the damage today. Yeah, absolutely. It's really that resource space that did most of the damage today. So energy stocks down over 1%. Similar story there with materials down 1.3%. And that makes up about a quarter of the ASX 200. So quite a heavy decline. And one of the stocks that did the damage there was BHP. It um, came out with its profit results, the largest miner, the biggest company on the share market as well, down by about 1.5%. So must be said, a little a better performance than Rio and a little worse than Fortescue Metals. But came out with its results, the lowest half-year profit it's generated in eight years. Underlying profit was flat at about 6.6 billion US dollars. Revenues up a little. The result was held back by its nickel business partly because of a slump in prices and its coal business as well, and was supported most by its iron ore unit, which has been its biggest owner for quite some time. So, you know, yes, it mines lots of different commodities, but it makes almost 70% of its profits 
just from selling iron ore. And what has been very supportive is that it's been making about 21% more for each tonne that it's sold over that period. The dividend also under pressure, 72 US cents, which was about a 20% drop on what it paid last year. So this seemed to weigh perhaps on some of the other miners, as I said, Fortescue and Rio, they'll both be out with their results in coming days. Absolutely. And just touching back on the sectors as well, I did want to mention that there are six of the 11 sectors that are in positive territory. So more than half of them are positive. But as I mentioned, it's that material space that's weighing. I wanted to mention the top performer, the telecom space. They're up about one and a half percent. And that's really some pretty broad-based gains across the sector. So stocks like Telstra, REA Group, Seek, Car Group, TPG, they're all lifting on no news in particular. And we're also seeing property up quite substantially as well, almost 1%. But ARB, that's the maker of car accessories. That was one that's currently swapping between first and second place on the winners list. And that's after releasing its half year earnings. Its sales revenue did inch higher. Profits up 8% on the year prior to $51 million. It also upped its dividend as well, paying out $0.34 per share versus $0.32 per share the same time last year. ARB said its results were largely thanks to strength in orders from its current customers, as well as new vehicle model launches and vehicle availability. And in terms of its outlook, they said they were seeing strong sales in the early part of the second half of the year and said that they maintained a positive outlook despite continued uncertain economic conditions globally. So ARB shares up in the order of around 10%, its highest level since early 2022 today. Ansel on the losers list today, not the worst performer, down about 2%. It's actually the 28th worst, if um, you want to be exact, but it released its results. Lower sales, lower profits, which fell by about 70% over the half, prompting 1,300 jobs to be cut. Ansel's been an interesting one because for about two, two and a half years, there were major manufacturing disruptions, a huge spike in demand for protective clothing and equipment during the pandemic, of course, but things have been getting back to normal. And that has meant a big drop in demand, and they've had to essentially go through quite aggressive cost-cutting measures and reduce the capacity of their factories. So difficult time there, and its shares uh, took a hit. I wanted to give an update on the news surrounding Star Entertainment at the moment. So yesterday, Star was given six months to prove they can sufficiently run their business without state-appointed help. Otherwise, they'd lose their casino license, and that would mean they would have to shut their doors. Today, they were out with an update about the inquiry from the casino regulator, saying they welcome it and will work cooperatively with authorities to do all they can to execute their remediation plan and gain back the trust of their business. Importantly, too, Star did defer its results, which were originally scheduled to come out tomorrow. So on the back of all this news, they might need to pop some amendments in there before they release those results. And its shares did take quite a big hit today. They actually reached their lowest level ever. They're down 20%. Well, look, um, one of the sectors that has actually done quite well this year have been the consumer discretionary stocks. So some of those retail names, they're up as a group by about 7%. But two stocks that really were hit hard today, Baby Bunting and KMD Brands. So Baby Bunting, of course, sell prams, formula, lots of baby stuff. Down 11% because they've posted lower sales, profits have gone backwards, they reduced their dividend as well. And KMD brands down by about 8% after delivering an update. So KMD is behind Kathmandu, the adventure retailer, 
Rip Curl and a few other brands. So cost of living pressures, very weak consumer confidence, uh, the warmest winter on record in Australia, all things that reduce demand for things like puffer jackets, of course, which Your are quite popular. Sort of. I How? ripped my puffer jacket, yes. must be said, but then uh, got that fixed at my tailor for $20. That's a amazing, good deal. Amazing. Good deal. No impact on KMD brands' profits, <laughs> obviously, and their shares have dropped back as well today. Today, we got an update on the ANZ and Suncorp proposed merger. So in August last year, the competition regulator rejected the almost $5 billion merger where ANZ was looking to buy the banking side of Suncorp, and this was blocked due to competition concerns. But both companies decided to fight that decision, asking for it to be reviewed. And today, there was some pleasing news for the company, saying that they've received the green light from the Australian Competition Tribunal. So now it's a matter of a few more approvals before the the deal actually goes ahead. This saw Suncorp shares hit their highest level in almost six years, up 6% today, but ANZ down around 2%. To tonight, there'll be Walmart and Home Depot. They'll both be out with their profit results, and that can tell us a bit about the retail side of things and consumers over there. We also get some inflation stats out of uh, Canada tonight too. And of course, US markets are back online. Then tomorrow, the wage price index coming out in Australia for the December quarter. CBA trades ex-dividend paying $2.15 per share. But tomorrow's, of course, just that cutoff date and plenty more earnings. Yep, Rio, Woolies and many others. Can't wait. We'll speak to you then. Stoked. See you tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.